millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is an apostrophe podcast production. We regret to inform you, The Rejection Podcast. Rejection is a knife. It's crippling, literally. When we're rejected, the same neural pathways light up that are triggered when we feel physical pain. Because rejection pierces our most tender crux, our self-worth. One can only imagine how many brilliant ideas are shelved or trashed one stop from the turning point. One no before the yes. Forcing dreamers to stay dreamers. But let's tilt our lens toward those who triumphed over rejection. A wannabe astronaut rejected by NASA 15 times before spending five months inside the International Space Station. An aspiring actress told she was too ugly for show business, who went on to win three Academy Awards. A single mother on welfare rejected by over a dozen publishers before doing the impossible, earning a billion dollars writing books. So how did they do it? Welcome to We Regret to Inform You, the rejection podcast. We dissect some of the lowest moments in the lives of successful people and figure out exactly what it was that kept them going. Every celebrated person has been wounded by rejection, but in each of their stories lies a unique insight. 
and we're here to find it. By the time I was 14, the nail in my wall would no longer support the weight of the rejection slips impaled upon it. I replaced the nail with a spike and went on writing. Stephen King Stephen King's daily schedule looks like this. Mornings at his gated mansion belong to whatever's new, the current composition. Afternoons are for naps and letters. Evenings are for reading, family, and the Red Sox. But in 1973, King's days looked a lot different. Home was a double-wide trailer, rented. His wife, Tabitha, slung hash at Dunkin' Donuts, and King scribbled manuscripts between periods at a local high school, where he taught English. The 26-year-old made less than $6,500 a year. Not much, but a vast improvement on his last job, laundering hotel sheets while dodging cockroaches. In the evenings, he'd climb on top of the dryer in his trailer's cramped laundry room and pound out twisted horror stories on Tabitha's typewriter. Like every aspiring author, he smoked. A lot. His writing had been rejected by every major men's publication that printed fiction, including Playboy. He figured thrillers with mischievous male protagonists were tales best suited for male readers. Sometimes a modest check for a short story would arrive, wedged between bills in the mailbox. But most of the time, rejection letters devoured more of the spike. The kings were sliding dangerously close to welfare territory. And for the first time in his life, the man who lived and breathed language felt his dream begin to die. The time he spent writing wasn't justifiable anymore, even to himself. But it was to one person. One day, King was offered an opportunity. Run the after-school debate club for an extra $300 a year. It wasn't Playboy, but it would keep the lights on for a few more months. So he sped home that day, itching to tell Tabitha the good news. She'd just finished the second shift and was picking up after their growing family. But she didn't share in the excitement. She looked at him and said, Will you still have time to write? Not much, King said. Well, she shrugged, then you can't take it. $300 could buy groceries, gas, medication. They had two kids. $300 was a breath of air as they drowned. But with that moment from Tabitha, King turned down the job. One day, King remembered a faint idea, one from his summer working as a janitor. Years earlier, one of the many jobs he took on to pay for college was cleaning a high school in Brunswick, Maine. There, one afternoon while scrubbing rust out of the girl's bathroom, he pictured in front of him a strange and lucid scene. What if a teenage girl is bullied by the popular girls in the showers, only to get her revenge on the entire school using telekinetic powers? He tucked the thought away, to a place King describes in his wonderful must-read book, On Writing, as half-conscious, half-subconscious. But for some reason, perhaps because his career led him back to high school, it bled to the forefront. Energized by the idea, King drove home from work, hopped up onto the dryer, and typed up three pages straight. But as he yanked the papers out of his typewriter, he decided he couldn't relate to the characters at all. What did he really know about teenage girls? He didn't know how they'd think. As he said in his book, I had landed on planet female. For me, writing has always been best when it's intimate, as sexy as skin on skin. 
With this story, I felt as if I was wearing a rubber wetsuit I couldn't pull off. So he did what all defeated writers do, crumpled it up and threw it in the trash. He slid off the dryer and went to bed. The next day, King drove home from school to find Tabitha in a strange position. She was sitting at the table reading, but she wasn't holding a book. Lying in front of her was King's crumpled story, smoothed out against the table as best she could. It was garbage night, and she had fished the papers out of the trash. So, what happens next? She asked. He explained to her that despite spending all day every day around them, he knew next to nothing about the inner workings of teenage girldom. As King put it, he was on the wrong side of the desk. But you've got something here, Tabitha said. I really think you do. She offered to lend her lifetime of expertise in the girl department. And with her blessing, nay, unwavering support, King resurrected his story. He called it Carrie. With Tabitha's encouragement, King's stance on Carrie began to morph. He couldn't relate to her himself, but he could relate her to someone else. Back in King's own high school days, two of his female classmates were bullied. They wore handmade hand-me-downs and were the target of teenage torment. He had watched them for years from afar. King didn't like Carrie White, but nobody did, and that was the point. I pitied her, he said in his book. But through the somber memories of his lonely classmates, he began to understand her. Three pages jumped to 50. And soon, it wasn't just Tabitha fighting for Carrie anymore. King felt it too. So he wrote, and wrote, until he held in his hands a full-length novel. Then between classes, he compiled a list of over 30 publishers and sent out packages with cover letters and manuscripts. Carrie was rejected 30 times. It was that old, familiar feeling. So King moved on. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. We regret to inform you is brought to you by the Apostrophe Podcast Company. We call it Apostrophe for one reason. Apostrophe is a family affair. And our founders' last names are O'Reilly. Get it? And if you want to follow along with Apostrophe and our podcasts, We Regret to Inform You and Under the Influence, as well as our other upcoming shows, follow us on social at Apostrophe Pod. And don't forget about the other social, social distancing. Stay safe. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. King all but forgot about Carrie. Time had passed and he did his best to move forward, which, at the time, he said in his book, consisted of teaching school, raising kids, loving his wife, getting drunk on Friday afternoons, and writing stories. Then one day, during his free period after lunch, King was paged by the school secretary. Could you please come to the office? You have a phone call from your wife. His heart stopped. Tabitha never called him at work. But there was a reason for that. The Kings couldn't afford a phone. If she wanted to make a phone call, she'd have to get the kids dressed in their boots and jackets, walk the two of them down the street to the neighbor's house, and borrow their phone. King's walk wasn't easy either. The stretch from the teacher's lounge to the office felt impossibly long that day, despite the hallways being empty during class. His biggest worry was that something had happened to the kids. When he got to the office... Tabitha was on the line, sounding breathy and impatient. She held in her hands a telegram from one William Thompson, an editor from the publishing house Doubleday. Bill had tried to phone the Kings, but again, they didn't have a phone. So he sent a telegram instead, and Tabitha couldn't wait till King got home. Doubleday was one of the publishers King submitted Carrie to. Tabitha read the telegram. Bingo. Carry officially a double-day book, $2,500 against royalties. Call for glorious details. Congratulations. The future lies ahead. Love, Bill Thompson. Remember when the prospect of earning an extra $300 a year was a big deal for the Kings? $2,500 was life-changing. As an advance, it was peanuts, even for 1973. But it was a publishing deal, and the Kings could buy a phone. Today, Doubleday is part of Penguin Random House. But back then, it was what King called a fiction mill, churning out 50 or more books a month. It would take a while for Carrie to be published, over a year. And in the meantime, the paperback rights were up for grabs. But King wasn't optimistic. Rejection was a comfortable constant, and the prospect of becoming the next Mario Puzo was a pipe dream. Puzo had just signed a paperback publishing deal for The Godfather, and King heard he had received a $400,000 advance. Tabitha asked sheepishly what kind of paperback advance he could get. 
Best case scenario, King told her, he'd get $60,000. $60,000? Tabitha's eyes widened. Is that much even possible? $60,000 was what King would make at this rate in nearly a decade of teaching. Not likely, he said. Probably just a pie in the sky. But it was a night for dreaming. The $2,500 advance from Doubleday really was life-changing. The Kings bought a new car and moved out of their double-wide into a basement apartment in town. Town being Bangor, Maine. It was a hole, but a bigger hole. It had four whole rooms. King continued writing stories during lunch breaks and free periods on the staff room couches. Evenings were for raising the kids. It was 1974, and once again, Carrie fell by the wayside. Until one weekend, when King was home alone. It was Mother's Day. Tabitha had taken the kids to her mom's, and King was working on his latest composition. When the phone rang, it was Bill Thompson from Doubleday. Are you sitting down? No. Do I need to? You might. King's new telephone hung on the kitchen wall. He leaned in the doorway. Bill said, I want you to take a pencil and paper and write down what I tell you. King stood up straight, ignoring Bill's advice entirely. Write a zero, and then moving from right to left, add another zero. Now at a decimal point, now add another zero, and another zero, and another zero, and a comma, and another zero, and another zero, and a four, and a dollar sign. Now, read to me what you've got in front of you. $400,000, King said. That's what Carrie just sold for. Congratulations, Steve. King went numb. He stood in silence. He could hear noises coming from Bill on the other end of the line, but he couldn't calibrate them. He gazed around their basement apartment. He could see all four rooms from there. $400,000. Puzo money. When Bill hung up, King slid down the kitchen doorway until he was sitting on the floor. His hands were shaking. There was only one person in the world to tell. Tabitha. He picked up the phone to call her mother's. Her sister answered. Tabitha had already left. So King paced back and forth in their dark apartment. As he said in his book, he was overflowing with energy and nowhere to put it. So he vibrated downtown. He'd buy Tabitha a lavish Mother's Day present. They'd won the lottery. They were rich. He could get her anything. Except that it was late. Late for Bangor. Everything was closed. Everything except the drugstore. So he paced up and down the aisles looking for an extravagant gift. But drugstores don't sell extravagant things. So he did his best. He bought her a hairdryer. He walked home, Lavertier's drug bag in tow. When he got there, he found Tabitha in the kitchen, unpacking the myriad of bags required when taking two children on a day trip. He handed her the hairdryer. King said she looked at it as if she'd never seen one before. What's this for? He put both hands on her shoulders and told her. $400,000. She gazed around the apartment, just as he had, and began to cry. Life would never be the same. To 
imagine the world of horror without a Stephen King. That might have happened if Stephen had given up on Carrie after 10 rejections from publishers. How many of us would have given up after 15 straight rejections? Or maybe after 25 top publishers said they just didn't want the story? But Stephen King didn't give up. He didn't give up after 30 rejections, because number 31 was the magic number. Carrie would sell over 1 million copies in its first year. Rejection is an interesting thing. So many people interpret it as a dismissal of them personally, a dismissal of their talent, or a dismissal of their idea as worthless. And many of those people abandon their dreams. Yet so many times, each rejection is just one step on a long ladder. And because the top of that ladder may not be in sight yet, it's hard to know how many rungs there are. But as someone so rightfully said, Rejection is merely a course correction to your destiny. Often it's a matter of timing more than it is a matter of time, because a project or an idea has to fall into the right hands at the right time. As we'll see throughout this series, virtually every bestseller was turned down by dozens of publishers. Every famous actor has failed dozens of auditions. Yes, the Beatles were famously turned down by Decca Records, but did you know that virtually every recording label in London also turned them down before their demo tape fell into the hands of a certain George Martin? Could so many people be so wrong? The answer is yes. There's another insight in our Stephen King story today. Even brilliant people need a champion. Some of us are lucky enough to have someone in our life who won't let us give up. Someone who believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. Someone who rescues us. That person in Stephen King's life was his wife, Tabitha. She fished those crumpled pieces of paper out of the wastebasket and smoothed them out on a table and read them. She told Stephen he had something there. She persuaded him to keep writing this story when even he had given up on it. As Stephen himself said, there is a time in a writer's early life when they are most vulnerable. It's the moment when all it takes is one tiny push to make you give up. He said if Tabitha had said to him, with love and kindness and gentleness, that it was time to put his dreams away and support his family, he would have done it with no complaint. But she didn't. Even when they desperately needed the money, Tabitha insisted her husband turn down the extra $300 he could have earned. Remember, they were slipping into welfare territory as a family. $300 could go a long way. Yet, Tabitha told him to turn it down because it would interfere with his writing time. It was a selfless act. That moment led to Carrie, which led to a publishing contract which led to a $400,000 advance, which led to the dedication in Carrie that reads, This is for Tabby, who got me into it and then bailed me out of it. When publisher Bill Thompson sent the telegram to Stephen King that day, saying Doubleday was going to take the book, King took the last line in that telegram to heart. He has mentioned it in interviews many times since, It said, the future lies ahead. 30 rejections later, the future certainly did lie ahead for Stephen King. 
Never, ever give up. Stephen Edwin King. Novels published, 61. Copies sold, 350 million. Adapted motion pictures, 50. Recipient, National Medal of Arts. Married to Tabitha, 49 years. The Rejection Podcast is an apostrophe podcast production and is recorded in an Airstream mobile recording studio. We regret to inform you that this episode is hosted and written by me, Sydney O'Reilly. Engineer, Keith Oman. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Theme music by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. Director, Callie O'Reilly. Major sources for this episode are listed in the show notes on our website, apostrophepodcasts.ca slash rejection. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at apostrophepod. Coming up this season, we reject Lisa Kudrow, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and the creators of Stranger Things. If you're interested in advertising on our show, click Advertise with us on our site. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. See you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.